Hey, everybody. Welcome to the World Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that this message blesses you, inspires you, and more than anything, helps you grow in your relationship with Jesus. For more information and resources, please visit us at worldharvestusa.com. Amen. Hallelujah. How many can say amen? Amen. Nate, can you do me a favor? Just un momento. How many appreciate our worship team? How about our hospitality team? They never get any credit, you know? Uh, Nate, will you do me a favor? Can you play like a war chant? Do you know how to do that? Just, 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 just something. Just go for something like that. in church, you know, because I have a couple testimonies. And when we give a testimony, it is like war in the heavenlies. Amen. Amen. Did you know that when God does something in your life, all through the New Testament, the greatest way that God received glory. Thank you, Nate. The way that God received glory in the New Testament uh, it's, and it's interesting, we have these, these interesting perspectives of giving God glory. But every time that God worked a miracle through a, an individual, they were healed, they were delivered, the people saw it, and it says, and great glory was given to the Lord. Amen? So signs and wonders and miracles, all those things are important, and God wants to heal people, but when we are touched by God financially, we're touched by God by a good job, we're touched by God by healing our bodies, we're touched by God in some way, and we don't share the testimony, we're actually holding back the glory of God. Isn't that something? So it's very important that we share testimonies. And I I share stories up here all the time, and people are like, okay, they should almost number my stories. That way I don't have to tell them. I just say number two, and then you guys go, oh, that's a great one, you know. Number six, oh, that was good, you know, and everyone has a pamphlet that has the stories in it. It Save us time. But I tell stories because two things. It opens faith in people, and it gives great glory to God. Amen? So, testimonies are also warfare. Amen? You can take a a society that's hopeless. Uh, In fact, this happened. The President of the United States back... Uh, I can't remember the time of George Mueller, but it was in the early 1900s. George Mueller had so many breakthroughs in prayer for his orphanages. He never asked a single individual for money. He put it out before the Lord. Him and his team and staff would lay out before the Lord with all the, the prayer requests, the, uh, the financial requests that he had for his orphanages. And they'd lay out before the Lord. And God would come through and meet uh, Every financial need. Crazy stories in George Mueller. See those stories at that time. It, George Mueller could get puffed up and go, wow, you know, God hears me when I pray. 
But he was wise enough and he was mature enough in the spirit. He knew that his breakthroughs weren't for him. Those breakthroughs for, were for the orphanage. Those breakthroughs were not just for the orphanage. Those breakthroughs were for the, the people of the day to know God. Amen? So the, United, the, the President of the United States hears about all these wild stories. And there was great depression in the United States at that time. And he actually summoned George Mueller to come to the United States and just tell stories. Isn't that amazing? People would pack out his meetings to hear encouragement that if they laid before the Lord and they built up their faith and they called out to the Lord, God could change their family. Wow. Just say amen. Amen. Yeah, that's good. Would you like to give a, a testimony, sure. Mr. Lance? <laughs> All right, come up here. What's the odds of that? Here, I'll match you. Yeah, we'll just start doing that, right? <laughs> so uh, just first of all, if, if Bob ever comes up to you with a kind of a goofy look on his face and crazy <laughs> eyes, he's going to ask you to give a testimony. <laughs> yes, he will. Just a warning, just a warning. Um, so I've been attending the, uh, the Supernatural class, and you know, I went in there with, I uh, was a little skeptical, and then I'm hearing all these different stories, and, uh, but what I'm seeing is I'm seeing the scripture really backing up you know, what, uh, what we're doing, and it was the first time where I actually got to see um, scripture and then action, and then to hear some of these testimonies and stories was very, very powerful. So the last one was um, on deliverance. And, and part of it was, you know, we have God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus, right? And so the question was, <clears throat> who or what do you least identify with the most trouble uh, feeling? And uh, for me, immediately, it was, it was God. You know, God represents dad, right? Well, <clears throat> I had a horrible father, just absolutely horrible and grew up in a very violent home and was very violent myself for a long time. And uh, <clears throat> I was asking God, I said, you know, what do I say? You know, what, do, what do I give them as an example of abuse that actually I could tell everybody? <laughs> and there's two of them that really came to mind to give you an idea of the kind of dad I had. So uh, my parents were 16 when they had me and we lived in government subsidized housing. And uh, so there's a lot of violence just in that, a lot of crime, just, just things you shouldn't get involved in, but you do if you live there. Um, but there's this kid, I'll never forget it, he had veins in his arms, and it scared me. I thought he was, ooh, God, that's scary. And he was always picking on me. And so we got to fighting, and uh, unbeknownst to me, my dad was watching out of the window in the apartment. Well, me being afraid of his veins, I, uh, I finally said, I kind of had enough of this, and I ran into the house. My dad met me at the door, and he grabbed me by the neck, and he took me off my feet. And he told me, he says, if you ever run from a fight, don't come home. And then literally threw me out the door to fight him again, which I did. I was in fourth grade when that happened. So then another instance, um, I was on a basketball court playing basketball, and there were four guys, and I don't know what happened, but basically they were friends. I wasn't friends with them, 
and they decided they wanted to kick my butt. So I did what any brave boy does, is run. <laughs> I ran to my house or my apartment just as fast as I could do it. And uh, again, I got lucky, and there's my dad. So I go into the apartment, he grabs me by my hair, rips it out, and then grabbed me by the neck, choked me, and then threw me out of the house and said, you don't have a home to come to. I was in fifth grade. So I did what I had to do to have a home. I got beat up. So you can imagine how that steals, um, it steals parts of your soul. And it greatly affects how you view a dad and view men. So uh, when I became a Christian 23 years ago, um, I really didn't understand uh, what a dad is really like. I understand intellectually, you know, but I didn't have it here, right there. And so <clears throat> we're in the supernatural class, and he says, you need deliverance from unforgiveness. Well, I've never been forgiven in my life. I didn't know how to forgive. That makes no sense to me. I know violence. I knew meanness. You know, I know keeping score. But you know what I didn't know? Is I didn't realize that if I can't forgive, even though I knew it intellectually, there's no way I can forgive myself and see God the way God sees me. I can't. So it dawned on me, I'm living apart from God for 23 years as a Christian. I mean, that's crazy, right? So Dan uh, walked me through, we have, it's a great sheet, and walked you through these different questions, and it says, who do you need to forgive? What lies do you believe? you were told. And so I'm walking through this, and I'm literally just shaking. You know, I'm just like, I can't even believe this. And he walked me through that, and I realized the different lives that I had because of the treatment I got from my dad and my mom, too. And um, I actually could forgive him for the first time. Yeah. I'd... Thanks. The release, the release that I felt was unbelievable. And for the first time, I can see my father, his true character, and can see myself the way God sees me, not the way my earthly father saw me. So the reason I'm doing this because I really don't like doing this, uh, is I, there, there are people in here that have some similar situations. Whether it be your dad, your mom, siblings, upbringing, abuse, all forms of abuse, it doesn't matter. I'm telling you, deliverance can happen. And to get with somebody to walk you through that, if you want to get with me, I would love to. Because I got the tools. Because of that class. It was life-changing. Thank you. That's a good word right there. Um, I remember he, I, I made a statement in the class. I said that forgiveness is not an emotion. Forgiveness is an act of the will. And so many times we get stuck on that because we feel like we can't forgive 
because I don't have the emotional fortitude to forgive yet. But forgiveness is an act of obedience to the Lord. It's an act of the will. And if I forgive in faith and trust God in His process, then healing will follow. Amen? Sometimes we think it's the opposite. So that's a, that's a wonderful, powerful story. Amen. I, and I heard some other great testimonies from the school. Uh, raise your hand if you're in the school. Amen. Has, uh, has God done anything in your life through that school? Has, it inspired you? has God inspired you? Has, amen. I, I know we had some healings. Jake taught the, the section on healing, and uh, that was good. We had some, was anybody touched? We, we had some testimonies. Anybody healed in that class? Pain left or something? I don't know if they were in here or if they were part of the Saturday. Okay, but we had a number of people that, that were touched that way. And in each of the, the, how about hearing the voice of God? Has that opened up a little bit? Yeah, okay, lots of heads nodding. That's good. That's good. So give glory to God. Great glory to God. So when you're on your coffee break, and you don't know what to talk about at work, say, I heard the greatest story this weekend. And that guy will go, man, I think God can do that in my life. Yeah. See how faith is so contagious? Faith is so contagious. And you don't have to wear a mask and worry about it. You just take it in. It's always good. All right, I wanted to... Uh, just deal with a couple of things here. I, I, last time I spoke, it was a few weeks ago, actually, about two, three weeks ago. Um, I, I was down on a mission trip with Jeff Olson. We were, we were uh, yeah, we were doing some beach ministry. Uh, uh, yes. It was, uh, it's very satisfying to do the will of the Lord, I'll tell you that. Why it's good to go on mission trips, right? <laughs> All right. Let's go in our Bibles. I want to get back into this thing of blessing and favor. God is all over this thing. We need this message today in our world. Blessings. Did you turn to the scripture yet? Oh, good. You guys are so prophetic. Uh, let's go to Psalms 5:12. Psalms 5:12. Psalms 5.12, and then I want to put some pictures up in a couple minutes. We're going to have some fun. I love that picture that Mark put up. That's a great pictures, picture of somebody in the 80s. <laughs> Remember the hair that, the, uh, that the, the male rock stars had in the 80s? They had huge hair. I think they went through two or three uh, cases of hairspray it was like a hair helmet. If they fell on somebody, they'd kill them, you know. It's crazy. My cousin had one of those bands. Uh, you ever hear of White Cross? Remember them? It was our cousin. And he had some, some very pretty hair as well. All right, are you there yet? Psalms 5.12. It says, here's the King James Version. Uh, for the Lord will bless the righteous 
with favor wilt thou compass him as a shield. Isn't that good? As a believer, we have the favor of, of the Lord that encompasses us as a shield. We need that for our families. We need that for our careers. I mean, here's another translation. For the Lord will bless the righteous. I like that. It's very strong. With favor, He surrounds him as a shield. So my job is to please the Lord, to walk in obedience, and His favor will shield me. It doesn't mean we don't go through challenges. Challenges are fine. Challenges are there. But when we understand our position in Christ and that the favor of God is around us, we're buoyant. Say buoyant. That means it might be a little challenge for a season, but we're going to rise above that. We're buoyant when we have the favor of the Lord. Isn't that good? There were many times when I was in business that, um, you know, we had, we had some big challenges. There were times that people wanted to, you know, take advantage of us, sue us. Uh, there's times that you think, oh, no, you know, everything's going to crumble. And then the Lord would remind me of scrip- about scriptures like this. And then I'd step back and say, okay, I just need to refocus. God called me to do this for my season in this season. And I'm not outside of His will. I'm in His will and I'm doing His will. So I'm going to be buoyant. We're going to come out of this thing. See, it's just simple math, right? But sometimes Satan wants to come and get you all riled up that you're at the end of your rope. There ain't no hope. It's over. That kind of rhymed, didn't it? End of your rope. There ain't no hope. (laughs) But you step back and you remind yourself and you say to the Lord, God, I have been walking in your will. I've been obedient. I've been stewarding your favor on my life. So Lord, I declare, and I don't know how, but you're going to get me out of this thing. I'm going to come out better than I ever was. I'm going to come out stronger than I ever was. I'm going to come out wealthier than I've ever been. Amen? So you mention wealth and the, the place gets quiet. There is riches and then there's wealth. Wealth is kind of connected to the system of, of wisdom. Riches can come, and if you have no wisdom, how many know that fast money spends fast? I remember this, this uh, one group I was working with, um, I don't want to get into the whole thing of how and why, but it was like an inheritance and all this money came. And <clears throat> I remember I was kind of feeling a little bit envious. I was a young man, and I remember I told my dad, I said, it just doesn't seem fair. <laughs> and he said, uh, those guys, he said something like, he said, they don't walk in a lot of wisdom. He said, that'll be gone in about a week and a half. And sure enough, it was all gone, you know. So God's system isn't riches. God's system is wealth. Amen? You get the wisdom so you know how to invest it. You you know how to live in that. And then that wealth will sustain and bless. Amen? Big difference. So, for the Lord will bless the righteous with favor. Wilt thou uh, encompass him as a shield? Here's 2 Corinthians 5.21. It says... For He made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us, 
that we might become righteous, uh, the righteousness of God in Him. Talking about blessing here. That's amazing. So, He who made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. Are you the righteousness of God? Do you look like it? You do in God's eyes. His mirror looks so different than my mirror. He's like, look at you look like Jesus. I look and I'm like, that's not Jesus. He said, it is too. In his economy. <clears throat> Did you know if you begin to believe that you're like Jesus, you'll actually become more like Jesus? But if, you're a, if you have a shame-based identity, you're going to live in a shame-based identity. You could put a pig in a palace and that palace will become what? A pigsty. That's right. But you can put a prince in a pigsty, and in a little while, it'll become a palace. What you believe and how you believe has everything to do with what happens in, in your future. Amen? So, if he took sin so I could take his righteousness, I'm just going to say, I'm going to take his righteousness. Amen? And you know, when you begin to believe that, your faith begin when you pray your faith begins to shake heavens but when you come and the bible says that you're having your hearts darkened when you feel dark in your spirit it's very hard to release your faith right never good enough never measure up never good enough never measure up and you go to pray and you pray a a little tiny prayer with no faith but when you begin to see your identity in christ that you are blessed you have the favor of god and, and you say, well, I don't deserve it. I know, that's why Jesus is so awesome. Amen? That's it. Mercy is one thing. You have mercy. You have blessing. You have favor. These are all different things. I'm going to get into that in just a minute here. I'm going to break that down. But I want to just give you a couple more scriptures on blessing. Genesis 12.2, write this down, Genesis 12.2, it says, I will make you a great nation, I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. You know, you can preach on blessing and people are like, no, that's just, no, I don't, I don't think I'm blessed, no, I don't think I'm blessed. And you preach it like 25 times and pretty soon it gets inside you and you start going, I think I'm blessed. They're like, yeah, I am blessed. And we need to know that we're blessed. The Bible says that when you accepted Christ, you were grafted in and you received the blessings of Abraham. So if I were you, I would go back and study the blessings of Abraham. And I would say, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine. Devil, you've been lying to me all these years. I'm going to live under that identity instead of your junk. Amen? Are you blessed? All right. Then we need to know it. Are we blessed? Do we believe the Word of God? Yes. All right. Say, I am blessed. I am blessed. Galatians 3.29 says, And if you are Christ, are you Christ? Are you, do, you belong, do you belong to Jesus Christ? Okay. Uh, then you are Abraham's offspring and heirs according to the promise. All right. So how many are heirs? Come on. See? 
You know, when people talk about the Jewish people and they go, those Jewish people, man, they're so blessed. They always drive those nice cars and all those, and all those. You're actually talking about yourself. Because you're grafted in, amen? You're grafted into the blessings of Abraham. Amen. Now I want to believe a miserable gospel. Those who endure to the end, brother. Swing low, sweet chariot, coming back to carry me home. That's a nice song. But everything in that song was about life is miserable, but heaven will be great. And that's the wrong perspective. No, I have challenges from the Lord. I have a commissioning from the Lord. I have things to do. I have things to do. Amen? We have challenges. But we have the blessings of God and we have favor in our life. And we can achieve great things. And we need to believe it. Amen? I was down at the museum with Jeff there. And um, this was at the... The, the guy that invented the light bulb, what's his name? Just checking to see if you guys know your history. I didn't have a senior moment. Thomas Edison, you know that he had thousands of patents. He produced patents all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. It was his team and himself. But it, I was standing there and I'm looking at the light bulb and these batteries he created and generators. And, and there were so many phenomenal early breakthroughs that worked through him. And I was standing there, and the Lord said to me, He said, you see, He said, you can achieve far more than what you believe you can achieve. But a lot of us don't believe it. Who am I? Who am I to do that? And every one of us are pregnant with God thoughts, innovation, breakthroughs. We are pregnant with innovation, and breakthroughs. You know, if you would just go away and pray for a little bit, take an hour, go to the park, and then just pray, and then just say, okay, God, give me some ideas. If you're in real estate, Lord, give me some ideas, and wait on the Lord, and take out a piece of paper, and I guarantee you, God's going to release innovation, and you're going to say, I never thought of that before, because we are pregnant with innovation. Just say amen. Amen. Deuteronomy 8.18 says this, It says, and you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the power to get wealth, that He may establish His covenant, which He swore to your fathers, as it is to this day. So the Bible says that He gives us the power to achieve wealth. Now don't think of riches, achieve wealth. Wealth is uh, the blessings of God for finances are always more than enough. What does that look like? I don't know, but it's more than enough. Wealth sometimes is a position that God will raise you up in to be an influence to touch your community. Amen? And if you steward it well, He'll move you up again. Sometimes God is trying really hard to advance us. And when we begin to advance financially or we begin to advance uh, in, in a way that, that, uh, of influence, sometimes we begin to believe that it was just luck and it wasn't God, and we start taking the credit for it. Well, 
don't you know that God knows how to put on the emergency brake? And he'll say, and I've been here. I was doing some things. I knew the Lord was telling me to call these people, do this. And it was all working. It was wonderful. And I started thinking, ah. it's a good thing that this company hired me. The Lord's like, I'm going to let you be you for a while. I'm forgetting appointments. I'm not, you know, remembering things. I'm, I'm making a mess. And then I repent and I say, God, I am so sorry. I said, the only reason why I have had any of this, any of advancement at all is, is because you have been there to help me, to elevate me, so I can be a witness to people, that I can spread the gospel to people, that I can be a light, I can be an influence to people. And God, I repent and I give you the glory. And guess what? The emergency break comes off. Amen? Amen. Anybody relate to that? Yeah. It's so important to understand the power of blessing. Uh, here's another good one. Psalms 144.15, happy and blessed. This is the Amplified. Happy and blessed. Say, I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> we should have had this message last year. <laughs> happy and blessed are the people who are in such case, such a case, yes, happy, blessed, fortunate, prosperous, to be envied. Wow, to be envied? Yes, that's one of the ways that God convicts people. They see the blessings of God on Christians and they're like looking at their mess, then they're looking at your life and they're going, this is bad. What do I have to do to be happy, to enjoy my life? And you just simply tell your testimony. Amen? And that's what it says. Blessed, fortunate, prosperous, to be envied are the people whose God is the Lord. Say, I have the right to be happy. Come on. Doesn't that even feel good? Oh, preach a miserable gospel, Pastor Bob. Swing low. Uh, there's a whole bunch of scriptures on, on the blessings of God. I, I like this one. Psalms 35, it says, The Lord is great, and He delights in the prosperity of His servant. Isn't that something? That's what the Bible says. This is what the Bible says. You have a Bible? Hold your Bible up. Okay. What does it say? How does it say God delights? So when you're doing well, God is like, Yes! Praise God! No, wait, praise myself. I don't know. What does He say? The Lord is great, and He delights in the prosperity of His servant. And that's just like when our, we raise our kids and they start doing well. They, 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 they win in, you know, in a sport, or they, they do well in life. And we delight in their prosperity. We delight in the fact that they're getting breakthroughs. God delights in that. Just say amen. amen. He delights. Say delight. delight. Oh, this is good. The, the word there in Hebrew is hehepis, not hey hippie, hehepis. You guys remember the hippies? Thank the Lord, that generation, you know. They turned to Jesus, the Jesus movement. Hehepis. 
That means pleasure. It means uh, to take great pleasure in, to take great delight, to and it actually goes further. It, it's, it's like a father that's just so waiting for a good thing to happen to his kids that he's desiring that they do well. That's what hehepes means. And it says he takes great hehepes. He takes great delight when we do well. Prosperity. This is a hard Hebrew word. It's selomi, and a lot of times the, the vowels are not in the Hebrew, so it's, it's selomi, not salami. We have hippie and salami, I guess. And the prosperity means this. Are you ready? This is what prosperity means. This is what, the, this is what uh, selomi, salami means. Just say salami. There, that'll work. Okay. It, it means completeness or soundness, welfare and peace. That's one of the blessings of God on your life. Completeness, soundness, welfare, and peace. I'll take that. Completeness. Completeness. See, He takes delight in your completeness. He does? Yes, He does. Safety and soundness. These are all from that word. Safety and soundness. He takes delight in your safety. I love the fact when David was out at war and, and he could just lay down and go to sleep under the soundness, the peace of God. See, it's all part of this. He knew that God had his back. Welfare, health, prosperity, peace, quiet, tranquility, contentment, peace, friendship, uh, good human relationships. Peace from war, and peace in your life. Those are what the blessings of God contain. I don't want that. Yes, we do. So let's go to a little bit on favor. I'll just give you a couple more minutes. I just want to tease you with some thoughts. You know, there was a guy that, uh, he was an old minister, and... Uh, he tried to buy a bigger building when he was younger, and he had a, a lawyer that was very evil in the city, and they kept, he kept attacking him, and he would try to, to block him and everything he did, and it was real terrible. And then there was, the, the, there was a very corrupt guy that worked for the, the uh, tax, uh, what, is, what is that called, the tax investigator, IRS? And uh, so this, this old pastor now, he's going to die, and his last wish, he said, uh, he said, honey, summon uh, that lawyer and summon that, the, the, the tax representative, that, those two guys that always buffeted me my whole life. I want them there as I die. So the pastor there, he's, he's, he's lying there and he's almost dead. And these two guys walk in and one on this side and one on that side of the bed. And, and they're sitting there, they're all dressed up and they're sitting there and all of a sudden, the, the old pastor kind of chokes a little bit and he wakes up and, uh, and uh, the, the, the lawyer says, hey, he says, pastor, he says, I don't want to disturb you, but we're so honored that we could be here at your deathbed. Why would you have us here to honor you in this way? The pastor took a deep breath and he said, 
Jesus died between two thieves, and I thought I'd go the same way. <laughs> Just a joke. Mercy is, I didn't get what I deserved. Mercy is, I didn't get what I deserved. Aren't you glad that on the top of the Ark of the Covenant, there's this thing called the mercy seat? And anyone that approaches God has to go through mercy. And when God approaches people, He goes through mercy. Aren't you glad? You know, when, the more I study about God, the more I realize that God is wonderful. He wrapped Himself. If you look at the Ark of the Covenant, He wrapped Himself in mercy. I think it was a reminder to him at all times, mercy is good. Anyone here ever been given mercy? Mercy is I didn't get what I deserved. I stand before God one day after this life is done, I'm going to stand there and I'll look at God and I'm going to think, I do not deserve heaven and what God has waiting for us. And the Lord will say, it's mercy, but I love you dearly. Amen? I didn't get what I deserved. Favor is, I received what I didn't deserve. Mercy is, I didn't get what I deserved. Favor is, I received what I didn't deserve. And that's also hooked to grace. Amen? Grace, we all need to study grace. Grace doesn't take us out of a responsibility to have good character, because good character creates a testimony for those around us. Amen? So I don't trust people in leadership if they don't have good character. But regardless, grace is powerful. You cannot have revival if you don't have grace. You cannot move in the gifts of the Spirit if you don't have grace. Amen? Every great healing evangelist, revivalist, if they moved out of grace, see? Grace gets me out of the way and lets God take His place. Amen? Grace is wonderful, but it doesn't re remove the responsibility of having good character. Say amen. amen. So we have God's unmerited favor. That's grace. Favor is I received what I didn't deserve. Mercy is I didn't get what I deserved. Jesus, the Bible says that He grew in favor and stature with both God and man. So many times we think about God, but He also wants us to have good uh, favor with man. So Jesus pleased God, and He wasn't a man pleaser, but He lived in such a way that people were pleased with how He lived. He could be trusted. You know, they used to uh, do a contract on a handshake, maybe spit in a handshake. But they did a, a handshake deal, or they would just give their word. And there was such tremendous character in the founding of this country that a man's word was a written contract. We need to have character, amen? All right, here's some benefits to favor. Again, we grow in favor. Say grow. grow. Jesus grew in favor and stature with both God and man. We grow in favor. How do we grow in favor? We grow in favor by saying yes to God and by stewarding the, the current level of favor well. 
So, how do we grow in favor? By saying yes to God. Say yes. Okay. How do we grow in favor? By saying yes to God and by stewarding the level of favor that I currently have very well. Those are the two ways you grow in favor. I grow in favor by saying yes to God. What if it's difficult? I tell people all the time in our staff meeting and and different people that I'm mentoring, we don't do things because they're easy or that they're hard. We do things because they're right. Amen? If God is asking me to do it, we don't go, wow, it's too hard. No, we say, God, teach me how or give me a way there. Amen? I had a guy one time, he came up to me and he said, there's just no way to do this. And I said, oh, there's no way to do it, huh? I said, what if I gave you a million dollars and a team of engineers? Well, we could figure it out then. I said, well, get busy. <laughs> we can accomplish far more than we th- what we think we can. Amen? We have favor on our lives. All right, here's some benefits of favor. What God is calling you to do, you can't achieve it by yourself. As a person after God's own heart, as a person after God's own heart, God gives you an advantage, and it's called favor. So some of the assignments that God gives you, you look at them, you say, I can't accomplish it. And it's true, you probably can't by yourself, but you can with God's help. So I don't want to ever look at a challenge that God puts in front of us and run away. If God put it in front of us, He'll give us the favor to get over it. Amen? To get through it. Favor will cause good breaks to come to you that didn't come to other people. In other words, if it's God's desire to plant a Daniel in a corporation and you're not qualified, but you have the heart for it, God will give you favor there and they'll hire you. Sometimes the bottom floor and you work your way up in like a year or two. It's crazy, but it's favor. Or God will just bring you in because of favor, but He'll give you positions that you are unqualified for because of favor on your life. Just say amen. Amen. Favor will give you things you didn't deserve in the natural, but because you've been faithful to God. I love the story of, of David. Here's David, and this is something the Lord taught me a long time ago. Here's David. We don't know much about him when he was young. We know that he was a ruddy man. He was in good shape. Uh, he, he tended the flock, but he was kind of an outcast to his dad. But he found favor with God because he learned to worship the Lord. He learned to play instruments. He learned to please the Lord with working hard and doing whatever God assigned him to do. He did it with excellence. And when the time came when Saul was making a mess of his life, God looked for someone that in their secret life were already a king. In their secret life, they were already a king. And God came and selected someone that no one thought had the ability, but God knew they had the ability because they already proved it in their secret life. And then in due season, God just took that heart and gave him a platform. His heart was already a king. Amen? Your private life has much more to do with your advancement than your public life. 
See, favor is buoyant. If I can serve the Lord, seek the Lord in my private time, God will begin to promote me publicly. Just say amen. amen. Is this okay? Are you guys bored? Is this, is this, we could talk about something else. Let's talk about the, the, the fierce wrath of God. That's good. Let's go to Revelations. You ever meet those people that are living like they're in the end times their whole life? It's like, brother, are you pre-trib? Are you this or that? Or the Antichrist? Are the Antichrist going to cut your head off one day? Like, are you kidding me? How about spread the gospel? Pray for the sick, you know? Get a breakthrough and let God be famous through that breakthrough. Think of the good things going on, amen? Some people, they, that's all they think about is end times and the Antichrist. I've heard Antichrist stories since the time I was a kid. All those Antichrists are dead. They were all wrong. In 1986, a man wrote a book. He said, 86 reasons why Christ is coming in 86. Then he wrote, in 1989, he wrote uh, 89 reasons why Christ is coming back in 89. And I'm thinking, you got me once. I am buying your book a second time. <laughs> that guy's dead. Jesus didn't come back yet, but he will. So in the meantime, let's change the world. Let's use our favor to advance the kingdom. All right, we need to shut down this train. Oh, yeah. I love the story of Noah. Wow. You read that and we go, that's a kid's story. And, you know, yeah, the elephants and, you know. Can you imagine cleaning the ark? Kids, it's time to get up and do your chores. Your ma and I are busy. <laughs> so Noah, the Bible says he found great favor with God. He found great... What was he doing? Why did he have great favor with God? Why did he save humanity? He's almost a symbol... He's a type of Christ, in a sense. He found, as a parallel, see? He found great favor with God, and God used him in great favorable ways. You see how it goes together? And all he had to do is to keep the assignment in front of him and do due diligence, work due diligence in the assignment God gave him. And God provided all the materials. He provided all the animals. He provided everything he needed. And he completed the work of God. And it's written in the Bible. And he did a great job. Amen? He did what God said to do. Now, see, Noah could have said, Who am I? I don't have anything. Maybe he was the poorest man on the earth. doesn't matter. He found favor with God. Favor with God is the check that is, uh, it's, it's an unsigned check from God. Amen? Favor is an unsigned check with God. If we have the faith for it. Do you have the faith for it? All right. All right, I just want to end with uh, one last thing. I know we need to get out of here. We'll, we'll continue this.
We have Esther. We see how great favor was on her life. And her favor wasn't for her. Her favor was for her people. Amen? See, that's the balance. If God can trust you that you don't just heap the favor for yourself in your bank account, if you actually point it to the purpose, then God will give you more. Then God will give you more. As soon as I hold back, it begins to stop the favor. But when I invest it well, the favor will increase and increase and increase. I just want to give you a last couple of pictures. Let's put those pictures up here. This is just kind of silly. This is kind of fun. You ever hear of holy laughter? There was about 5,000 people here in Argentina. And all we were doing is just worshiping the Lord. And people needed encouragement. People always, God knows what people need. Amen? So sometimes it's a good word from God. Sometimes God moves in healing. Sometimes God, uh, you know, He'll have the speaker get really deep and, uh, and the people need good teaching. And, uh, and sometimes they need good jokes. So that's when the Lord sends me, you know. <laughs> so here we are. Kevin Dedman from Bethel Church. He's down there preaching and He's talking about the joy of the Lord. And, and it was, you know, a lot of people, they're pastoring. This is filled with cell leaders and pastors, about 5,000 in World Harvest. That's a lot of leaders and pastors, right? This isn't people just from the city. These were cell leaders and pastors and that type of thing. And, and, and God knew what they needed. So he's up there preaching on the joy of the Lord, and he prepared this message for months, you know. He's going to be preaching in Argentina. He's going to deliver the word of the Lord. And he goes and he starts preaching on joy, and he gets about five minutes into the message. And uh, a wave comes over the congregation. Go to the next one. <laughs> you see the people's mouths in the back? I was on the floor, and I was laughing so hard, my insides hurt. My muscles hurt for about three days after this. I couldn't stop laughing. There was nothing funny. It was a wave of the laughter of God, because that's what the leaders needed. Go to the next one. People were falling out of their chairs. They were in the aisle. People in the... In the, uh, they were, the, the people on the one side was like a kind of a, a bunch of the, the song leaders and stuff. Uh, they were all on the floor in a pile. They were falling. So in the front, the speaker here, and then this, this was almost like, um, what do you call it? The, the choir, like that. They started falling on top of each other and made a pile on the floor. And they were crying and laughing under the glory of God. Go ahead to the next one. <laughs> then the glory hit him, and he could not walk. He was laughing so hard they had to drag him off. Go to the another one. Is that it? Okay, that's okay. I had to, so maybe I didn't send the other ones. But you can see a picture of another one where the whole arena is crying and laughing under the glory of God. See, God takes delight in those things. Amen? Let's stand up. So just shake off that heaviness. Amen? Amen. You've been carrying that long enough. That's not God. 
That's not God. God takes delight in the prosperity of His people. God takes delight in seeing you uh, have some, some blessing in your life, some good things. Amen? Amen? Good relationships, good family times, good things. Amen? Amen. So just raise your hands up for a minute. Just say, Lord, I receive your word. I shake off the negativity. And I want your best. Teach me about your favor. And help me to steward it well. So my life will be blessed. And all those around me will be blessed. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Isn't God good? Amen. <sighs> Isn't God good? God is on this thing of favor. Wants us to look. See, I've got glasses on. My dog chewed mine up and I got <laughs> new glasses just like Pastor Shars. But one of the things He wants us to do is He wants us to see correctly. He wants us to see correctly. He wants us to see, if this was a pair of glasses and I could see through the Word of God, I would, I would see at a different level. Amen? I am blessed. He died for me. I am blessed. You are blessed. Say, I am blessed. I, am blessed. I have the favor of God. Favor. Say, the favor, is a shield. the favor is a shield. God will give me promotion, will give me promotion. To, be to be a blessing to those around me. Around me. In, Jesus name. In Jesus' name. See, we have to have the right lens. The economy collapses, it doesn't matter because I am in the will of God. Stock market crashes, that's no fun. But you know what's going to happen? I'm going to bounce right back because I'm in the will of God. Amen? My retirement, we can worry about our retirement or I can say I have a shield around me. I have the favor of God. I don't understand all those things, but I know that I'll have always enough at the moment I need it. Amen? Because I have the favor of God. How many have the favor of God? Amen. Put your hand on somebody. We're going to close. I talked to a, a pastor, a lady pastor the other day that she said that everyone kept looking at the clock in her church, so she had a guy take it down and they threw it away. <laughs> she said then the Spirit of God flowed freely. Isn't that good? I don't want to be late on purpose, but sometimes God is doing something. Amen? Amen? So we want to get you out of here early all the time, but sometimes God just wants to do something. And let's just be on His time. So just wait on him for just a moment. I've said a lot, but now he wants to say something in your heart. So Lord, I just pray that you would whisper truth into their heart. I pray that they would be buoyant. I pray that they would live at a new level. I pray that they would see themselves as blessed, Lord God. Just like I have a driver's license that says that I'm a citizen of the United States, that they have an ID card that says they're a citizen of heaven. They're a citizen of the kingdom of God. I'm a child of God, and His favor rests upon me. I will be advanced. I will be given favor. I will be promoted because the glory of God and the favor rests upon my life.
I am not like anyone else. I am a child of God. And I will spread the gospel all over this world. And God will help me through it. Whew. I feel the sweet presence of God here really heavy. I need to close, but it's, it's heavy. Uh, I need some people in the prayer team to come up. If you need prayer, maybe you're feeling like you don't know how to get that breakthrough. Uh, we want you to receive breakthrough. So just come forward for prayer if you need that. But otherwise, we're going to dismiss. Father, we just pray you'd bless the people. Go with them. Cement your word in their heart. Let them live at a whole nother level, God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any new messages. To learn more or to get connected with us, please visit us at worldharvestusa.com. God bless you all, and we'll see you next time.